All right, baby, we are back. It's Gridiron Zero's podcast. It's uh, August 29th, Sunday, and we're in a whole new location. Whole new location, uh, slight reboot to the whole show. It's yes. a very exciting episode today. It, we're, we're kicking off the NFL season. It's right around the corner. We're a week away from Thursday when the Tampa Bay Buccaneers play the Dallas Cowboys. Um we are in uh, a new location. We're in my house now. My cute is a button little house. Um, it's, very, it's a little sparse right now. Yeah, but, it's know. a little sparse, but we're getting there. Um, on this week's episode, we're going to have uh, whole new segments. Instead yep. of general topical uh, lions, we're now doing a little bit different. Uh, we're going to mix it up a little bit. Soft, soft reboot is the soft way I like reboot, to look at it. You right know. in time for the season. It's going to fit in perfectly, leading the way out. Let's talk about it. Let's talk about it. Let's talk about it, baby. Um, so we're going to talk about something that uh, you know has caught our eye in the previous week or so. And then we're going to get into Follow the Money, the weekly gambling segment. Yes, yeah, it's going to be our new... Uh, this is going to be our new betting segment that we're... Now that the season's actually kicking off, we're going to be able to track this through all... 17, 18 weeks. Oh, dream team. <laughs> and uh, we'll explain all the rules when we get yeah. there, but we're very excited to start that one too. 100%. Uh, and then after that, we're going to get into the, the weekly line segment. That one's not changing. That's a staple of the show. Yep. Uh, and then after that, we're going to do players to watch. Uh, Al and I have uh, luckily had a decade of fantasy football, a decade plus at this point, actually. Yeah. I think close to 13 years. Uh, a lot of exciting stuff happening. So, so oh my God, that is incredible. We literally did it at the same uh, exact time. Yeah. All right, let's get into it. All right, let's talk about it. You know, uh, I'm I'm gonna build a drop for it, or maybe it'll just be the audio cue yeah. to start the segment off. But Jungle's got a song. Yes. Let's talk about it. I was only told you about it. We were in your basement. I was like, you know what? I was thinking. It's all blur. Yeah. Uh, let's talk about it. First one ever. Um, you know what? Since this is your idea, let's. Uh, I'll have you go first. What do you want to talk about? All right. So yeah, debut of let's talk about it. This segment is basically just Lucas and I riffing on a couple of. Things that caught our eye throughout the week, uh, either last week or leading into this week of NFL action. Um, for me this week, just because preseason is coming to a close and we're starting to get the regular season week one now, mm -hmm. uh, I want to talk about the QB battles. Um, yeah. There's been a couple of them throughout the preseason here, and it seems like most of them are kind of wrapping up. I think all of them. I think there's, well, you know, we can get into who's kind of playing coy about it, but the main takeaways are that. Denver has decided yep. Teddy Bridgewater is going to start week one. Interesting. Chicago is still adamant that Andy Dalton will be starting week one against the Rams, even though Justin Fields has been making some really, really nice plays uh, all preseason long and oh makes no sense. It makes no, no sense. sense. Uh, New Orleans has a starter. Jameis Winston is going to be starting a quarterback. Yes. Not Taysom Hill, the, what, $20 million? $70 million. million. Yeah. yeah. Crazy. Ludicrous. Uh, and lastly, uh, I might be missing someone, correct me if I'm wrong, but 
Jacksonville officially uh, says Trevor Lawrence is the starter. And, you know, as of this recording, Gardner Minshew is now a Philadelphia Eagle. Oh, um, yeah, that's right. And uh, well, we start there. that one. That um, one is – is that one still up for grabs? In Philly? Yeah, well, I, I mean – I mean, Minshew's not going to start. But. I, I think you put it best at that, like, because we texted each other after that trade yeah. went down, and you were like, man, they got three quality backups. Yeah. But not really one starter. Do. Not one starter, man. Jalen Hurts is not started in this league. Joe Flacco has had his run. And Gardner Minshew, he's shown flashes. But at the end of the day, he's like – he reminds me so much of Ryan Fitzpatrick. Oh, I could see that. I mean, yeah. I, I kind of see Gardner Minshew as like a uh, – weirdly kind of like a like a Mac Jones kind of play where it's like if he's put in the right system and like there's like he – he's it's, it's tailored to him. And he's yeah. like – he doesn't need to go in and like, you know, lift everything yeah. up himself. But he, like it's, it's just a comfortable environment for him where he can just play. I think he could succeed in the league, yeah. but he's not the kind of guy who's like a Deshaun Watson. You plop him in whatever team that yeah. he's on, and he'll just like elevate that offense. Who are they starting, by the way? The Eagles or the Texans? The Texans. Because uh, I mean, it sounds like he's on his way out. I, I want to say it's it's Tyrod Taylor right now. Oh, that makes sense. Um, I know oh. they have a couple couple Jeez. guys, but but this trade though, I mean, as far as sending Minshew to the Eagles, they drafted Minshew with a sixth round pick. The Jaguars yeah. did like two years ago, I think. And they traded him for a six-round pick, which yeah. is garbage value. That's no, garbage. Yeah. Like, Terrible. the Eagles fleeced him yeah. for that. I mean, because, like, that's – Minshew has proven that he can he can at least be a quality backup. Yeah. And that would – on a team like Philly, I would say that would, you know, garner, like, a third or at least, like, a, a fourth-round pick. But, like, a six-round pick, just, that's a steal for them. Yeah. Yeah, I guess so. I mean, like, it's no sweat off Jacksonville's back. Because, you I mean, like, he was never going to start there. Well, yeah. We'll get into it a little bit later. But um, it, I, I guess, you know, like, Jacksonville's like, whatever. You know, no harm, no foul. It's the Trevor Lawrence show. So, yeah. it's not, you know, a surprise they moved out from him. I'm just saying yeah. the value is probably not there. But, anyways, the other QB battles, uh, you know, Teddy Bridgewater winning out against Drew Locke. This one kind of surprised that me a little bit. surprised me a little bit, too. Um, because this one I felt like was the most even – Battle yeah, and they like, both played great. We talked about in our last show that it really felt like this was Drew Locke's chance to like mm-hmm. you want to side with him because he's got the higher ceiling and like he's a, he's a guy that younger. If, if it works out with him, you could have a, a you know your star QB for the next decade or whatever. And Teddy B just kind of seems right. like he's a safe option and he won't lose you games and he's good. But they both played really really well this preseason. Mm-hmm. Um, I I guess they're just more comfortable with with. Drew Locke or Teddy. Yeah. And Teddy game manager. I guess. I mean, he won't lose you games. So, boy. Well, I don't think he'll win games either. So, that's the problem. <laughs> um, Jameis winning out. That one really shouldn't come as a shock. He uh, he made some really, really spectacular throws in that Jaguars game. Yeah. No, I, I'm Lace, very excited. Lace it coming in clutch. Him. Yes. Very excited for him to come back. Um, I think that he is going to – I think he's going to surprise a lot of people this year. I really do. He uh, he kind of like – I was thinking about it since he was announced a starter. Like, Because Breeze started on the Chargers, yeah. right? And then he went to New Orleans mm-hmm. a couple of years down the road, and then he became the Drew Breeze that yeah. we all know. Would be pretty spectacular if they had kind of an encore of that with Jameis. That would be funny. And, uh, I mean, he's, he's had a much uh, – much different start to his career than Drew Brees did. Yeah, Drew is like actually like very good in San Diego. 
when he was there. Well, I guess like, I guess very good is, I mean, he wasn't New Orleans Drew Brees. Like New Orleans Drew Brees was very good. Yeah, Elite one of the best of all time. Yeah. But I mean, San Diego Drew Brees was still very good. And Tampa Bay, Jameis Winston certainly had flashes, but everybody everybody remembers him for the 30 and 30 season. Yeah. 30 touchdowns, 30 picks. Which I mean, like uh, 30 picks, that's absolutely insane. But 30 touchdowns is no joke. Like, well, that's, that's an accomplishment. I, I look at it if they can keep his interceptions to like under under 20 yeah and he can still throw that many touchdowns and is like still just doing Jameis things and throwing yeah these huge passes then like okay they could win they could win some games absolutely Taysom Hill though it's just uh more and more curious yeah I I kind of like uh I kind of like the idea that they're keeping him as a Swiss army knife if he's throwing the ball 30 times a game he's no longer that nice of a weapon but you bring him in here for these little flashes here and there. Just annoyed. I just I'm yeah. just annoyed because all the last two years we've been hearing he's gonna be like Steve Young coming in here. Yeah. Definitely not. Figure out what you did. Last one. Let's not even talk about it that much because it's stupid. It's only a matter of time. But Andy Dalton is starting Week One uh, yeah, well, against the Rams. Um, Justin Fields has really they, like, impressed. They didn't even make an announcement for Garoppolo, right? He was just always he's always been. They, well, they haven't announced anything, yeah. which is weird. Yeah, I assume that's because Garoppolo is starting. That's what I would think. Yeah, but he's not looked very good. To be honest, yeah. Well, and Trey Lance fevers at a all time high. We can we can really get into that. Which don't start me on a tangent, but I mean, like they're doing him, Jimmy, uh, no favors. <laughs> at least in that KC game that I watched, Dalton. No shock, I guess. I don't know. Uh, they, they Andy Dalton will not though. survive yeah. past week three as a starter. Yeah. And I see some people saying, like, oh, don't throw Justin Fields out there to Aaron Donald week one. And it's like, he's going to face somebody like that every single week of his career. Like, there's no, there's no point of holding him back. Like, if he's going to be great, he's going to be great. He's going to develop over time. Sorry about that. Really? Yeah. Um, hey, let's talk about the Jacksonville Jaguars, because I have been, uh, they have been, I feel like, the most watched team from my perspective um, this offseason. I feel like I've stayed pretty close with them throughout um, training camp and, you know, uh, free agency, the draft, all that stuff, just because they've been so exciting to see all these different moves that they're making. Not to mention Tebow Mania's brief yeah, stint. Yeah, super unfortunate. But, um it uh, it seems like it's not going well at the moment. No, um, there are a lot of reports coming out that players are already upset with the way that Urban Meyer is running things because he is uh, running things like a college program, which I'm not shocked. <laughs> if you want to crown them, then crown them. Yeah, one hundred. They are who we You know that he has an eighty-five percent win percentage in college football. Well, that was the, I mean, it's the biggest concern of him come to the NFL. Yeah. Is he going to, how's he going to handle losing? I mean, apparently he's not taking it good. Because right now, what's their preseason record? Just I, I think they have not won a game. Their last game is today against Dallas, who is also not won a game. Um, Yikes. He has somebody on the field, an assistant coach, running around with a boom mic and yelling at players to stay hydrated and get to the next drill. <laughs> Which is like these are professionals, dude. Yeah, 
Like you don't need to be telling guys that are making millions of dollars who have been doing this for, I mean, like Marvin Jones has been doing this for what, 11, 10 years. Yeah. Like you don't need to tell him not, not high schoolers. Yes. Going it, into a college. It's not program. a five-star recruit coming out of high school and like really taking this serious for the first time in his life. Wow. I, I didn't even know it was that bad. Yeah. So like a lot of players are upset. Um, he does not seem to be taking losing well. He did not take losing well in college. Um, like when Florida started to take a dip after Tebow mania, he was like, deuces, I'm going to Ohio State. And I think as soon as Ohio State really started to get into the news about controversy stuff, he like faked a heart attack and then said, I'm retiring. <laughs> and stayed retired for like one year and then took this job. Wow. Uh, Tin, tinfoil hat time. Yeah, and you know what? Yeah. Like, for him, it's like this is insane. Yeah, it really is insane. It's like, bro, what did you expect? Well, he's inheriting one of the losingest franchises they, in. They went sports. one in fifteen last year. You think you're gonna turn it around just like that? And like, I know that I've been saying, like, oh, watch out for them. Like, they they could be, they could turn it around. They could be good. The odds of it happening, probably slim. Well. I, and you know what is just not doing them any favors either is that so far with not to keep harping on quarterbacks, talking about quarterbacks, yeah. but Trevor Lawrence yeah, really hasn't been that yeah, impressive. That's sensational. Um, we, we've seen a lot more really interesting throws. We've seen a lot more flash plays from Trey, Trey Lance, Lance, Justin Fields, I mean, even Zach, Zach Wilson. Jones. Yeah, I mean, I think Zach Wilson is the, the second other second highest graded quarterback in this class, and like we were talking about a couple weeks ago, that out of camp, it was like, whoa, red flags everywhere. But like yeah. he's so far, he's he has had a sensational preseason. Yeah, he's played really well. Yeah. Uh, so yeah, I, I totally agree. I mean, Trevor Lawrence has not. He should be the beacon of of hope for that team, yeah. and the fact that so far it's like we're kind of not hearing that much. Not seeing that much. That's you know really special compared to the other guys. Not saying he's been bad, mm-hmm. but you know he's he's the the only thing where it's like, oh man, we got we got this locked in. We have a right to be excited and everything's good. Like mm-hmm. if you if everything else was bad and he looked sensational, you could feel okay as a Jags fan. But like, yeah. it's a little worrisome. It is one hundred percent. Who do they got week one? You know, Texans. So they should be able to win that game. They should be able to win that game. Um, yeah. And you know, is it going to be at the end of the day, are they going to turn this ship around or is it going to be Trevor Lawrence fails Jacksonville or Jacksonville fails Trevor Lawrence? Oh, that's <laughs> come on. Um, cause yeah, I mean, at this rate, who knows urban Meyer is doing him no favors by just now announcing that he's the starter. Yeah. Like, you took him first overall. You know that this kid is the second coming of Jesus, according to the world. Like, he should have been named starter because everybody knows. It's like, what are you trying to prove by saying, well, well, we got to take a look at the tape. You, yeah, right. You, you take wait, a look at the tape. you wait this long to announce him as the official starter. You trade away a quality guy. backup yeah. for Nothing. pennies on the dollar. Yeah. It's just weird. Yeah. It's all and weird. It's just like, dude. Not to mention they lost up. their first round draft pick running back. Yeah. Which that really hurts too. Blow. But I mean, they have James Robinson. Yeah. No, he, he was a stud last year yeah. for sure. But the two of them were going to be a two headed monster, yeah. which is going to actually be a lot to contain. 
Yeah, one hundred percent. All right, let's uh, let's talk gambling. Let's follow the money. All right, uh, it's time to follow the money. Here's how this works. We have a budget every week. Thank you. Thank a little late on that one, but that's all right. We uh, we have a budget of a hundred dollars every week, and uh, there are going to be nine bets on the board. We have to spend our budget on multiple games. Uh, there are three tiers of games to pick from. There's a fifty-five dollar tier. There's a thirty dollar tier, and a fifteen dollar uh, tier. And obviously, the fifty-five dollar ones or are more likely to happen better or more realistic odds. And the fifteen-dollar ones are ones that might be a little bit more spicy. In an ideal world, would be the, the more expensive they are, the more of a layup they should be. Yeah. Now, the ones that are a little bit lower priced, those ones are going to be harder to get. The fifteen-dollar ones are going to be like, you know, those are going to be your tougher ones. Yeah. So and these are all based on my opinion. So roll with me here. All right. <laughs> Now, we don't have to spend the entire budget if we don't want to. If we just want to spend however much, that's cool. But we cannot go over $100 a week. And uh, throughout the season, we are going to be keeping a tally. We're going to be following the money. We're going to be watching how our totals increase, decrease every week. Um, and it's going to be a season-long prop. What's going to happen in the end? We haven't thought of that yet. Yeah. We just thought of this segment. So <laughs> give us some time. Okay? Okay. So uh, in... The $55 tier for the spread I column. Am so yes, ready. I'm so ready to gamble again. Uh, in the spread column for the $55 tier, I have the LA Rams minus seven against the Chicago Bears at home Sunday night football. In the $55 tier for the over under column, I have the Kansas City Chiefs versus the Cleveland Browns. Uh, the total is set at 53 points. Oh, hammer that over, baby. Yeah, that's a good one. And then for the money line, I have the New York Giants plus 125 at home against the Denver Broncos. Okay, I like that. Juicy start, right? Those are those are our three big boys. Those, yeah. those are the top top bets of the week. In the spread for the $30 call, or, uh, tier, uh, I have Green Bay minus three against New Orleans. Okay. I believe they are on the road. They are road favorites. Uh, for the over-under in the $30 tier, we have the Tampa Bay versus Dallas uh, total set at 50 and a half. Uh, and then for the money line, we have the road or I'm sorry, home dogs, Indianapolis Colts plus 115 against the Seattle Seahawks. Wow, interesting. Okay. Yeah. Uh, and then for the $15 tier in the spread, we have the LA Chargers. Minus one and a half against the Washington football team. Uh, Chargers are at home. Uh, the over-under is going to be New England versus Miami. I believe Miami is on the road. Total is set at 44 and a half. Just such a typical point yeah. total right there. Yeah. Uh, and then for the uh, <laughs> money line, sue me. This one's a little juicy. The New York Jets plus 180 against the Carolina Panthers on the road. <laughs> wow. Yeah. I could, I'm going to start out my $15 bet. Well, hold on. Hold on. 
I just wanted to say, I want to get right. You look really excited. I just wanted to say, you know, normally week to week here, we're going to be having to choose who gets to pick first. Oh, yeah, their first pick. But because this is the uh, debut show in your brand new home, this is my move and gift to you. Okay. You may have the first selection this week. All right. (laughs) Uh, First pick. Yeah, bitch! (laughs) I'm rolling with it. That's going to be your first one. You're locking in. Yeah. Hey. Lucas locked in the Jets' money line. I love that one. It takes $15 off your budget. Zach Wilson, maybe. Baby. That surprises me, dude, because we were talking about this could be Darnold revenge game, Why and it's not? just going to be him very well could embarrassing be. the Jets. Yeah. And also, your first pick in the history of the segment is the <laughs> Jets uh, on the road money line. <laughs> Are you out of your mind, dude? I might be. I'm excited. All right. Well, I'm going to be the logical one here. Okay. Give me that Kansas City Cleveland over. Yeah. That is that is too good to pass up. Andy Reid in September, that dude yep. runs the score up. Like yeah. it is going to be, it's going to be a high scoring game. I feel I mean, like Cleveland's offense is no joke. Their Casey's, defense is really good. So I do. Defense is very good. But I do I mean, get that. It's Patrick Mahomes. It's Patrick Mahomes. Week one, everybody's healthy. I know people love to not like Baker Mayfield, but he's that also is, darn their, good. Their offense is very good. Nick Chubb, yep. totally fine. Kareem Hunt, totally fine. Yep. OBJ, he's back. Everyone's uh, at full full health, full strength. Yeah, it's gonna be an over. Okay, my my pick, my next pick. I feel like this is such a layup, and the only reason I didn't put it in the fifty five dollars tier is because I think the fifty five dollar pick for this uh, column is even more of a layup. Green Bay minus three on the road against New Orleans. You know what? Um, that that reminded me of a year ago when. Tom went to New Orleans with the Bucks, and we were thinking this would be a huge, bossy, high-scoring affair. In New Orleans, just like beat the piss out of them. Seven nothing, yeah. and like Brady no. did not look good. The Bucks did not look good. This is yeah. kind of giving me those vibes a little bit because here we are again with the Aaron Rodgers, uh, you know, I guess revenge tour if you want to call it I that. It's it, it's yeah. very like I think it, a lot a of focus like, on revenge him. tour, like on his own team, which is bizarre. <laughs> but uh, I, I I kind of. It feels similar to me a little bit, and I feel like this is a little bit of a trap game. I'm kind of mm. okay with you taking this one. Uh, I'm gonna, I'm gonna have to put a note in here. Trap that, game alert. Yeah, gotta get a sound drop for that. Yeah, it's like a, a siren. Um, I winners. I can totally understand where you're coming from with that. I think it's a little bit different, only because um, the. Packers are not a new team. It's the same team as always. They, they've added a couple of people. They might have lost a couple of people, like Jamal Williams. But I think really other than that, they haven't lost too many key factors. The Saints are a new team, and they're missing Michael Thomas. I, I guess having – well, but, like, here's the thing. I was going to say, I guess having James Winston is questionable right now. But, like, I mean, let's be real here. Drew Brees, for the at least last year, maybe even longer, he – couldn't throw well. No. And Jameis's arm is a 100% upgrade in that area. His accuracy and decision-making, yeah, that's the that question. leaves some to be desired, absolutely. Yeah. But I don't know. New Orleans could surprise people and could be better than we think they're going to be. Absolutely. And, I, and I trust Sean like Payton. Aaron Rodgers is going to come out. He's going to come out firing this year. This guy is 100% going to have a 
phenomenal season. Randall Cobb get a touchdown in this game? Yes, one hundred percent, one hundred percent. Nice little side prop. prop. Prop of the week, right there. That'd be good. Prop pick of the week, <laughs> like Randall Cobb to get a touchdown. Yeah. 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 I'm gonna start coming with those dude. Prop pick of the week. <laughs> Um, all right, all right. List, list me off that middle tier again. The middle tier. Besides uh, the one that you just Yeah, I just took that one. Um, the over-under for Dallas and Tampa Bay is set at 50, 50.5. Okay. Uh, and the money line was the Indianapolis Colts at home against the Seattle Seahawks. They are money line dogs plus 115. Mm. That's a tough one because I, I don't like why well, I, I don't like the Dallas-Tampa game. I don't like that game. That one is a, that one is going to be interesting because first of all, do we even know if Dak's playing? Uh, he, I did see a report saying that he is practicing again, throwing the ball, and he has some. Apparently, he has some zip air quotes to it. So, well, I like the Colts even less because they're going to be starting Eason. Jacob Eason. Sam Ellinger is now hurt. Yeah. And he's going to miss, I think, six weeks is reported. So no Carson Wentz, Jeez. no Sam Ellinger, no T.Y. Hilton as yeah. of today. He's also going to be after a few weeks. No Quinn uh, Nelson. Nelson. His team is not having fun with the injury bug this offseason so far. God, yeah, they lost a lot of people. I guess I gotta take that. I guess I gotta take that Dallas game then. You also got Miami versus New England. I hate Total that even more. Set 44 and a half. That like has under screaming to me and with cam starting too yeah 100 yeah give me that dallas game i mean that's yeah like I, I don't love it but i like it more than the colts and i like it more than the patriots because are you uh picking over uh or under on it oh i thought it was like a guaranteed over like i can pick which one yeah oh i'm picking under then on that game okay yeah give me the under because i was concerned about the over on it that's like that's why i was like maybe not wanting to pick it but if i can go right. under then absolutely i'll do that um all right my 55 dollar pick beer me yeah this is a juicy one i'm gonna roll i'm gonna roll with the dogs baby i'm taking the new york giants outright against the denver broncos i like Plus that one 25. i like that one i don't understand why they're dogs to begin with uh well we got teddy b now i mean denver's uh i don't know i don't know if that adds to the <laughs> equation no, I mean the, this is this is put up or shut up time for the Giants. This is 100%. a game that they should they should come absolutely out and win. smack these guys in the they mouth. They should. Is, yeah. is it at Denver or is it it's at New York? It's in New York. They should definitely win this game. I believe. If I gotta double check that now. If they uh, if they are serious about like actually taking the next step here and like being a contender for this division and like you know what we yeah, what so we is, thought they is, were. Uh, yeah. yeah. If you want to crown them, then crown them. But they are who we thought they were. <laughs> <laughs> they are who we thought they were. Yeah. Um, it's time. It's time for them to make some some progress yes, here. And they 100%. they've actually just they've had a very good off season. They were looking promising at the tail end of last year, and like actually a lot a lot of last year they looked pretty good. Yeah. Denver, you know, not looked good. I don't know. They're not looking good. They looked good in the preseason. Yeah, I'll give them that. But who knows? I like it. Uh, your last pick. You can take a thirty or a fifteen. No, I took thirty bucks. I know you took. Yeah, uh, I took a thirty took, last, took a last 55, one. Fifty-five. Yeah. So I got a fifty-five to thirty. So you got a fifteen dollars left over, sir. So I get and one. Your of those. options were. Uh, your options are 
uh, Miami versus New England, or the L.A. Chargers at home against the Washington football team. The spread there is one and a half in favor of the home home team. So you can take Washington plus one and a half for them to cover, um, or you can take Miami versus New England. Give me Washington. I Washington mean, yeah, I, I, have, I have more interest and faith in that game than I do watching Cam Newton uh, look inferior to Mac Jones on the field and to uh, underwhelm and that game be a defensive standoff that results in a, like a like a 13 to 6 final score like yeah do not want to watch that at all no, 100% and you know a big reason too just while we're introducing all these new segments that we're kind of reshuffling the show a little bit here I don't want to watch every game every week F- that I don't want to do that I love football but like I'm good with red zone it's a lot yeah let's just do red zone it's just yeah. Have some fun seconds, you know? Reshuffle. All right. Uh, let's talk Lions, baby. Let's go, Lions! Uh, you sound really excited for a team that didn't win one single preseason game. Not even close to one. Um, their last preseason game was this past Friday. They gave up uh, 17, 18 unanswered points Yeah. Uh, to go on to lose. They looked good in the beginning. Yeah. You know? Well, let me just um, – Really quickly about yeah. so you know we had boots on the ground for the first game of the season yeah. preseason we were, we were both there in attendance mm-hmm. um, this time uh, it was just myself at the game uh, mm-hmm. I went with uh, my fiance and a couple other people to go watch um, I'm not going to lie to you I want to say that was top three most hammer drunk I've ever been at Ford <laughs> Field in my f-ing life I think because uh, I I pregamed I pregame with the Bud Light Platinum before we even left with. Uh, with, with my sister-in-law. Where did the Bud Light Platinums come from? They're a seltzer now. So, like, I just was like, yeah, let's try these. Because they're like... Did you go out and buy those? Yeah. Oh, wow. And they're like they're like 8%, which is pretty strong for a seltzer. Uh, yeah, I mean, Platinums are strong. So, pregame with a couple of those. Uh, yeah. Get the Ford Field. You know, they sell you the tall boys and stuff. Our section is... As soon as you walk out of our section, you're greeted with these huge <laughs> fridges that have... <laughs> monstrous beers. They're huge. Honest to God, they have to be the biggest beers that they sell in Ford Field. Probably. Yeah. yeah. And like they are massive. So we awesome. we stayed through the first quarter, also late into the game, because yeah. traffic was a nightmare. Uh so stayed through the first quarter, the second quarter, third quarter, a little bit of the fourth quarter, but I had a beer about every quarter. Yeah. Um so yeah, by the time that we were leaving, uh, I was nice and toasted, not paying attention <laughs> to the lines very much at that point, to be completely honest. But it was a lot of fun. Uh, if that was the drunken horror show, just preseason week three, I can't imagine week one we're when we're there. Up, I took the day off of work the next day. I'm yeah. already getting ready. Like, oh, it's it's going to be good. It's, it's going to be, be fantastic. Anyways, sidebar over. They uh, are 0-3 in the preseason this year. and you No know, shock. Not a shock, um, but I was thinking about it on my way over here. They had three tough opponents, too. Three tough opponents, and they also did what I wanted them to do. They hardly played any starters. Well, they they showed a couple of guys, younger guys. We got the trash man Reynolds. You know, we got yeah. Derek Barnes. We got like who looked sensational. I don't know. Did he end up playing against Indy? Not for long, I don't think. Yeah. But but in the two games that he played against Buffalo and especially in Pittsburgh, he looked good. Amon St. Brown. We have these young yeah. guys that are showing promise and. Every game that they played this preseason, they lost by like a score. Yeah, like they kept it competitive. Well, yeah. the Pittsburgh game, 
The, it was kind of garbage time points a lot. Yeah. Uh, but <laughs> we were getting we were getting demolished in that game up until like the last three minutes. For sure, yeah. It was, yeah. But hey, Blau came in and and Blau he solidified that QB two spot in my and, opinion. I mean, my estimation. If if Tim Boyle comes back and is the second string after he gets healthy, I'll I'll burn every single Lions jersey I come across. What are, what are we doing with with him? I don't know. We're gonna bite a kneecap off. Uh, Figure out what David did. Blau looked. 50,000 times better than Tim Boyle in every series that he played. 1,000% agree. Tim Boyle threw one touchdown pass, and it was to Quintez Cephas, and Quintez Cephas made a great slant. It was a great ball. After that, Tim Boyle didn't do shit. Yeah, and and he, like, you can't even, like, argue that, like, he looked close. Like, no, it wasn't even close. No. Like, Blau looked way David better. Blau- plays with so much more heart too i love david Blau. i loved watching him give play. him his flowers man give this him is his year. flowers god almighty make the guy second string already i don't understand what they're doing uh there was one play that i like nearly jumped out on my couch uh i think it was the third down and uh he scrambled out took a hit kept churning the legs bounced right off of it Got the first down. I was like, "Let's go, baby." He's uh, he's definitely way more. I am so ready. He's way more mobile too yes, than 100%. Tim Boyle. Like he, he absolutely is like a threat. Like with you know his scrambling abilities. Yeah. As again, backup. We're talking yes, not 100%. as an NFL starter, but I feel totally comfortable with him being QB two. And I think that I think he played his way into that role. And I would be very, very surprised if Tim Boyle kept that spot yeah. or even keeps a roster spot yeah absolutely um yeah main takeaway for me preseason young guys looking promising let's they talk st- about a young guy that has not looked promising and is receiving a lot of flack for it well let's hear it penne hmm. apparently penne is having a very tough time adjusting to right tackle it's the first time he's ever played right tackle in his career uh he's played every game he played a couple series in that third one um i think this second game in a row where he was the lowest pro football focus rated lineman on our team. Um, and people are ready to give up on him already. I don't see it. I feel like I might, when I set up our Twitter, I followed just a ton of Lions fans. I must have followed every or mainly every positive Lions fan possible because I don't see it, but I always see them quote tweeting and saying, why are you giving up on this guy through three preseason it's games? It's a joke. It's stupid. When he is learning a whole new role at right tackle. Oh, that's yeah. come on. Okuda, so, Okuda 2.0. Yeah, exactly. Everybody's ready to give up. And Okuda's had a great preseason. I mean, that's I great. Great. Yeah, he's yeah. he's shown improvements. Sure. You know, the one the one pass that he defended against Juju for a touchdown, that was great coverage. What have we been saying? majority of the podcast about Okuda. We've been saying that corner take a leap. is a position yeah. that throwing them in year one. It's tough. It Not only is it tough, but he had last year, he played against Hopkins. He played His against Michael Thomas. He played games. against Devontae Adams. He had the gauntlet and he yeah. was CB one. Yeah. Like it was, he was clear cut CB one. And he had team. a total boob of a head coach. Yeah. Absolutely. On his, so like, obviously he sucked last year. Yeah. I'm happy to see that there's been improvements for sure. And as far as Penny goes, what like why aren't we just playing him in his position if that's if he's that much of a prodigy? Like just put him in this spot. 
Well, I mean, like move, you know, move Decker. Decker. Yeah. De- Decker's 28. Decker's reached his ceiling. Um, so he's, he's a very good player, very good offensive lineman. But, like, I'd rather have the prodigy, who's one of the most talked about offensive line prospects to come out of the draft in God knows how long. I'd rather have that upside and move Taylor Decker, a guy who's got more experience. I couldn't tell you why Taylor Decker would be a, a better option to shuffle, but just thinking about it, like, why wouldn't you it want easy Penny to there? Um, well, I mean, like, you go to Taylor Decker, who's been with you from the start. I don't think he's 28. He is. Bob Quinn drafted him. That was his first draft. So I mean, I'll, I'll triple check it while you're yeah. while you're talking here. Okay, but I'm but pretty sure it's his age. Taylor Ducker, uh, he's been with you from the start of his career. He has made vast improvements at the left tackle position. You know, he's one of your solidified best players. Uh, and uh, so I think going to him and asking him, like, hey, uh, I know that you've been fantastic. Here, 28 but, years old. Wow. God, that's crazy. Um, I know that you've been fantastic here, but we just drafted this guy. Who's fantastic at your job, <laughs> right? Uh, and I know that you've been doing a great job yourself. But what do you think about moving over for the new hotness to come through and play your position? You know, I don't think Taylor Decker's going to be like, "Oh yeah, sure." You know, like let me go learn the new thing. Yeah. You know, uh, I guess Penny yeah. That's has you know prove himself before he can go in and just take the job of a guy who has been having a phenomenal career with. Here's us. my concern though with him is that. We move him to right tackle and he doesn't adjust to it. Well, like, what if, you know, what if Penny struggles here? And, like, these these first – this first season or two, like, it's really important for, for a rookie player yeah. to, like, show that they can hang because, like, if – The like, confidence. Yeah, and, you yeah. and like, it could just be a total disaster if, you, if it fails. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. you need to like, – he's, like – he's a huge investment. And, like, you got to make sure that, like, you give him a fighting chance. He'll probably be fine. I think it's I definitely think an overreaction because he's he is uber talented. He'll probably be fine wherever we put him. But mm-hmm. I just want him to succeed. I'd much would rather have him be one of the best offensive linemen in the league than yeah. you know him floundering and not playing well. Well, I think all Lions fans would agree with you. Yeah, I would also. <laughs> I, I would also. Um, real quick, I also want to touch on. Uh, it's been so fun to see Lions Twitter, and I'm talking about beat writers, absolutely rip Yanni Tavai apart. <laughs> yeah, he. Yeah, I see comments about him every he post. He has had – he needs to be cut. He needs to go. Yeah, that he is the worst linebacker in the NFL, currently, possibly of all time. He is that bad. The one play against Pittsburgh oh. – that's come on. The one play against Pittsburgh pissed me off. It was unbelievable. I mean, he looks lost every play, and it's you know he, that's what teams do to us. They attack that middle field. I, we have to pray that Alonzo and Jamie Collins are good in coverage and Barnes yeah. and Barnes. Barnes I think play. Barnes will play a little bit, but this two starting inside linebackers are going to be Collins and Alonzo. But we have to pray that those guys are good in coverage. Otherwise, teams are just going to rip that middle seam to shreds against us. Because Tavai, Jesus, the guy can't cover a toddler in football pads. It's embarrassing. Bob Quinn took him in the third round. 
absolute joke of a human. I want to say he was the second round, not even the third round. It might have been. This is way overdraft. No, because I think we took Carney on the second round that year. Could have been. Uh, besides the point. Lost regardless. Yeah. Terrible. Um, why, why, isn't he, why isn't he gone? I don't know. I what are we doing? Him. He slimmed down, though. Great, but he still looks like shit. <laughs> Remember, like, preseason reports or, like, pre- uh, camp reports? Like, yeah. hey, Tavai lost a lot of weight. Yeah. Uh, where'd it go? His head? <laughs> like, shut up. You want to talk about week one real quick? Yeah, let's, uh, let's preview it. Um, I'm really excited, man. It's, uh, I am, too. It's finally here, you know, regular season. Optimistic. Mm-hmm. We're going to lose, right? Yeah. Yeah. No, this is going to be no. It's not going to be a good game. We're playing one of the top Defense. teams in the NFC yeah. to start yeah, the season. <laughs> Realistically, offenses, yeah. Uh, they they haven't outright said Jimmy G's the starter. Which is so odd. Which is kind which of bizarre because um, it's like he's probably going to start. Yeah. Uh, so I, I guess like that makes me think that we'll see a little bit of Trey Lance like package plays maybe or something like that. Like maybe Ooh. he'll kind of be sprinkled in there. And if, you know, we're with the week one opponent, we're the mm-hmm. guinea pig team for this. And wow, that's that going to be, that has the potential to be a bloodbath. With, it with really that going does on. make sense that we would do that. Yeah. They are, they're looking mostly healthy. Uh, they've been a consistent winner when they're healthy for the last yeah. two, three years. They were in the Super Bowl two years ago. I mean, it, it's not even a debate as to who's going to win this game. And it's seven and a half point dogs at home. I think they cover the spread too. I'm surprised it's not more than that, to be honest with you. Uh, I will say though, Jimmy G's looked kind of sh- this preseason. He hasn't looked very good. Again, I don't think Shanahan's doing him any favors. When you say that, do you mean he's not cooking him up good plays no. or what? Because I mean, like, because his last game he played, he had like like three completions at a pick. Like he looked bad. Like it was not a good game for him. Well, I haven't seen his last game. I only saw the first game. But in the first game, I have to imagine that they're doing the same shit. Jimmy doesn't get a chance to throw a ball down the field. You know, as much as Trey Lance. Trey Lance, the one uh, against Kansas City, they had the ball on their own one-yard line. If Jimmy G's in the game, they're running the ball. They're not even giving him the shot to throw it. They do a play-action pass for 20 yards with Trey Lance. You know, it's like the opportunities just seem like Shanahan's cooking shit up for Trey Lance and with Jimmy G's to be like fair, system offense. To be fair, in the preseason with a guy who's barely played any football in the last two years, you, you do want you to see what you got a little bit more with him and you want to like yeah. be fo- focused on him a little bit. Like, you know what you got with Jimmy G. He's healthy. Like they, yeah. he's had him now for like two years, going on three years or whatever. Like he knows what he is. So I can defend him there. Fine. Yeah. But. Bottom line, he should be starting week one. This team is better on every aspect of the of the football. So what like, are we looking for? What do we want to see? Uh, well, it's kind of just a continuation of the preseason for me. I mean, I just want to see, you know, the young guys continue to have developing roles and showing that they've got some some flair and some spice to them. I want to see a competitive game. I want to see a blowout. That would, that would suck. In, uh, in terms of tangibles, here's what I would like to see. All right. A hundred plus rushing yards. That's <laughs> not gonna happen. Yeah, it is. It, it's happened for this Lions team like twice in the last like yards six rushing years. on the ground. I want Amon Ross St. Brown with 
four catches and 65 yards. I feel like that's doable. I I want okay, you good. Two sacks. Yeah, these are like like solid like numbers that yeah. you're looking for. Okay. I want two sacks. I want at max. I'm going to say three penalties. For us? Okay. Yes. Well, okay. That's I mean, those, those are my four. I, I think besides the 100 yard rusher, I think those are somewhat reasonable demands. <laughs> demands, I guess. I don't know. <laughs> uh, These are my demands. We're not looking for a win. No. <laughs> no. No. Just, no. That's the important one. Okay. Hey, let's be realistic. I, I would like to see. Uh, I am excited to watch Goff play for a whole game. Me too. Because we've only seen him for a couple drives in the preseason. And that's I, I, really it. I think it was just week one. Yeah, literally, we saw him for two series. So I, I just want to see more of him, yeah. and I, w- I want to see DeAndre Swift and Hawk. We yeah. haven't seen them at all yet. No, I'm very excited about that. Yeah. Just seeing them at their full capacity offensively. It's Hopefully, Tyrell Williams would do something because yeah. I have nothing to report on him the whole preseason. Like nothing. Well, I mean, I don't know. what are you expecting from him? We signed him for like a one-year contract. We brought him in. He's wide guys. receiver one on the depth chart. I understand that, but look at the wide receiver. Look at the wide receiver depth chart. Yeah, it's, it's not terrible. Good. It's not good. So I mean, like, you know, yeah. I, I can't I, expect that much from him. I feel like building momentum from an zero and three preseason is that's why I'm looking at this game. They're going to go zero and four. We're not going to win this game, but we like if we can keep seeing positive changes. You know, they make adjustments. Hopefully, we see some nice things from Goff. You get some of your bullet points on your list here. Yeah. And it's entertaining, and we're not getting the piss kicked out of us, then I'll be happy. I'll be fine. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, over, under on uh, Bud Lights at the game. Um, we're talking pregame and everything. Yeah. So we're probably going to be starting around 10 a.m. Um, at Ford Field. Yeah. Uh, Kickoffs at one. I'm going to say. I'm trying to account for the big boys once we get in the game. I'm going to say nine. All right. All right. I yeah. can see that. Yeah, I'm probably in a similar yeah. similar area, like seven to nine yeah. range, probably. Smelling salts, maybe. We'll see how it goes. Yeah. I don't know. Uh, they're getting ordered. All right. Let's talk fantasy. All right, fantasy football players that uh, him and I, Al and I, I don't know why he said him and I. <laughs> um, yeah, that's a good idea. Barry. Dump it. Um, yeah, that's a good idea. Dump I don't know why I said it. Uh, this is going really well. Um, <laughs> it's our first inaugural segment of this, and it's really it's so. Uh, our fantasy football draft is this upcoming Wednesday. Yeah. Um, since I started the gambling segment, would you like to tell me what players you're looking at? Yeah. Um, so this is kind of, um, again, with drafts happening, happening hot and heavy right yeah. now for everybody. Absolutely. Uh, I feel like we're doing a good time now that we kind of know starters. We know some injuries. Yeah. I got a couple sleepers, I feel like. Okay. So these aren't, you know, I could tell you Patrick Mahomes. Yeah. Everyone knows Patrick Mahomes will be fine. We know that. But here's a couple of guys that I think uh, could be really interesting. Uh, just on the way the preseason shakes out. Uh, first one being Jameis Winston. Mm. Uh, I, for reasons we kind of talked about earlier, uh, I think that his arm just strength wise and improvement on Breeze, they're going to scheme up a lot of plays for him to just bomb it. Uh, we saw 
a couple passes in the last preseason game against the Jags where they're very clearly utilizing his, you know, his cannon. And yeah. uh, I think this is going to be a pretty high scoring offense, like right out the gate, especially with Sean Payton. So Jameis is like a, he's not like a QB one. I don't think out the gate, but like no. if you can get him in the later rounds and be like, maybe get him like round, like, I don't know, like 10, like 12, like you wait a little bit on him. I think he's one of those guys that could come in and be, Pretty decent, yeah. Pretty decent yeah, later on. No, man. I mean, he was, he was like top five fantasy QB a couple years ago. I think during his thirty thirty season, because he also had like almost forty five hundred yards. That's my first sleeper. Okay, uh, I'm gonna throw uh, somebody that I don't think is gonna be that good this year. I think he's oh, you're gonna be a little okay. bit of bust. Yeah. Um, I've been seeing David Montgomery listed around that uh, twenty to twenty five mark. I, I hate that, by the way. I hate that. Uh, yeah, I don't. Uh, he had he had a lot of good plays, a lot of good games late in the year last year. Um, I don't see it happening again. I really don't, especially if Justin Fields comes in. I don't think that his running style really matches the scheme that they'll play with Justin Fields. My only uh, counter thought to that is that the Bears like how much of a passing offense can they really be? I mean, they have Allen Robinson and they have Cole, Cole Kmet, the tight end, I guess. They also have like seven other tight ends. But they're not, they're not, a, they don't have a bunch of they versatile got receiver. Mooney. Who gives a f***? He's terrible. He's garbage. <laughs> I'm saying this as a Lions fan. That, yeah. Their receiving core outside of Allen yeah. Robinson is as bad as ours. Allen Robinson, I actually love Allen Oh, for sure, for I, sure. I love Allen Robinson. I think he he should have a good year too. But my but my point on it is that they're gonna have to they're gonna have to run the rock. Do you know who else they signed? They signed Damian Williams. Oh, I didn't know that. Okay, yeah. So he's there now too, which is another reason why I think I think Damian Williams would fit much better in the backfield of Justin Fields than David Montgomery. He would have been the starter last year for the Chiefs if he had come 100%, back. One hundred percent. Yeah, one hundred percent. I mean, that's why they took Ceh. Um, so. I, I don't like David Montgomery. I'm staying away from him, especially that high up. I feel like there's a lot better running backs still available at that time. Okay. Uh, I'm going to go to another sleeper. I got all sleepers this week. Okay. So next week, yeah. maybe I'll be a little bit more poo-poo on a couple guys. But um, with the uh, Jags first round running back pick going out with mm-hmm. an injury, uh, I think this puts... I think this puts uh, James Robinson back in the spotlight for sure. I mean, I think, so. I think he was already kind of a like a sexy like pick, but like he was now like he's way down in the dumps. Oh really? Yeah, like I was astonished to see like where he would. Dude, he was like up in like the 60s, 70s. That's stunning to me because yeah. they they like they're not going to not. He's use a top him. ten running back. Last yeah, year. he was really good. They're not going to not use him even if yeah. they have the, the the other guy. But now his stock should be significantly higher now. That, should be shooting up right now. Yeah, that's a guy to watch if uh, if you've got a chance to take him now. Like he's one of those guys I could justify being a second round pick. Mm-hmm. I don't want. I don't know about first. Maybe he's a fringe first round pick, but I uh, I, I don't think anybody's taking him in the first or the second. With Trevor with Trevor Lawrence uh, still adjusting here and like them figuring out this offense, I think he's going to be probably their safest bet. Yeah, like offensively so he'll get a lot of action he'll get a lot of carries Fair. not a lot of competition they play the texans week one i mean mm-hmm. you know it's i think it's a, a nice nice little layup layup pick if you can get it 
Um, wide receiver that I really like, Corey Davis. That's an interesting one. I didn't even yeah. think about him. Yeah, him and Zach Wilson definitely look like they already have like a pretty nice rapport. It, exactly. I think that uh, he's kind of been in the shadows. He's coming from Tennessee, correct? Yeah. He's kind of been in the shadows of uh, A.J. Brown, and um, they also had somebody who went to Washington, didn't they? Uh, who the hell was that guy? No, that was, that was the guy in the Panthers. It was Curtis Samuel. Curtis Samuel. Yep, yep. that's right. Okay. So, yeah, I think Corey Davis has kind of been in the shadows of Janu and A.J. Brown. Well, I, uh, you might be prematurely giving him his flowers. I mean, he he was taken, you know, uh, top 10 from the Titans, like, before A.J. Brown was even there. And, like, he was not doing enough. He was taken in the top 10? Yeah. Oh, wow. Yeah, he's a Western Michigan alum. Actually, but they took a wide receiver from Western Michigan. Yes, in the top 10. yes, oh, that's preposterous. He was he was an unbelievable college player, wow. but yeah, he did not do enough his first couple of years in Tennessee for them to be like, oh, we got our wide receiver one. Right. He's, he, so they drafted AJ Brown a couple of years, I think two years after that or something. But mm-hmm. no, so far in New York, um, he's actually had quite a few nice. Are you clear cut wide plays. receiver one there? Oh, for sure. Yeah, him him and Elijah Moore both are, are oh, definitely. That's right. They drafted him. Yeah. Looking pretty good. And a lot of people love that guy. They know that well, people are saying he might be might one of the be best a, offensive yeah. rookies of the year. Hmm. All right. Well, I mean, I'm sticking with Corey Davis. I like him. No, I like it, dude. Yeah. Uh, where Where are you thinking if you're drafting this week? Where are you thinking that he kind uh, of fits value-wise? I think he's being taken kind of as a wide uh, receiver two uh, flex position. Yeah, I can see so, that. I would try to nab him around five, six, seven. Okay, he's still available around there. Yeah, like he's he could be a solid two, three. Yeah, on your, yeah, flex player. Yeah, I like that. I think so and it's standard ESPN fantasy league. I got one more player. Um, keeping it in theme here with the Jaguars, who've been a huge talking point in this whole show, and also another receiver, Marvin Jones. Yeah, he he has made a ton of catches already with Trevor Lawrence. I can't believe how far down he. He's going to be his safety blanket yeah. the whole year. He, you know, he's like one of the only wide receivers to have 10-plus touchdowns like two consecutive seasons. And he's had Stafford, so, yeah. you know, whatever. But uh, he showed last year, I mean, his last game of the Lions, he had like three touchdowns against the Vikings. He's yeah. definitely still got a lot of juice in the tank. 100%. I, I think you can probably snag him for a pretty late round yeah, pick yeah. value, and he could definitely fit that flex spot. Mm-hmm. Maybe even if he you know, has a nice year, could bump his way up to like two or three in your wide receiver depth chart. But yeah, he'd be I, a spicy late round pick for I me. I do think that he might be a bit of a boomer bust kind of guy this year. Yeah. Where, you know, like you got to roll the dice with him. But uh, I do think that he'll have some booming games. He's one of those guys that I feel safer about rolling the dice on, though. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like there's mm-hmm. like – Questionable guys like some of the Pittsburgh receivers, like oh maybe, oh, maybe it'll be something is, like a roll, dice roll. You, you don't know what you're going to get with them, yeah, because one of them could be balling out, the other ones could be starving Juju for points. Has Twelve or one twenty-five, two touchdowns, and Claypool has one for six. Right, right, and Marvin Jones is on that depth chart, either wide receiver two or three. Yeah, and uh, clearly Lawrence oh, is already kind of showing favor. That depth probably, yeah, because they got DJ Chark and they got. Uh, LaVisca Chenault and uh, wide receiver one boy. Oh, I don't think that's true. Uh, well, we're going on the internet. <laughs> uh, yeah, but I, I love Marvin. I definitely think that he's going to be uh, one of, I mean, I've said it already, but I mean, the best free agent accusation 
Great job, Lucas. That uh, <laughs> the Jaguars had all season. Hear me. So um, I don't – I'm trying to think of one other player on the spot that I'm just going to kind of throw out there. Yeah, he's a wide receiver one, good sir. All right, well. Uh, along with uh, LaVisca. Jamal How's Agnew? DJ Chark at number, number one? <laughs> oh, okay, yeah, no, he is. It, it's the three of them. They're all listed <clears> as <throat> starting wide receivers. Okay. They, uh... Oh, there's no fullback, that's why. Uh, I was like, how do they have three starting wide receivers? Um, let me just throw a name out there that I'm trying to think of. Antonio Gibson. He, uh, spoiler alert, might be our, my keeper on my team for oh, really? fantasy. Yeah, I drafted him last year in like the ninth. Nice. Tenth round. Um, I do think that he's going to have another good year. And I think that uh, I feel, you know, if – so I'm picking seven in two of my leagues, our family league and um, my other league. And I feel that seven is a very weird spot currently because obviously you're going to get the workhorses taken off the board right out of the gate. And then right around seven, I think that you're going to have a couple options between running backs that have question marks, wide receiver ones, um, or you can jump to the early mid second running backs that have the potential to end up in the top three, top five. Okay. So I, I think like, you know, you can end up having the option to take Saquon or Zeke who not a whole lot of people are high up. Stock on. is not super high yeah. on them right now compared to some other guys. You might have uh, chances to get Reek, Kelsey, um, Devonte Adams, uh, or you can might have a chance to get Chubb, uh, Antonio Gibson or Aaron Jones. Uh, I do think that An Antonio Gibson is going to be a sensational pick at that point. Um, you could try to roll the dice and wait until the second round if you're picking early. In the you're second. really that high up on him that you put him yeah. in the Aaron Jones, Nick Chubb tier? Yeah, I mean, that's where he's ranked. That's stunning to me, actually. Yeah. Wow. He's very, very high up in the second round, and he, a lot of people are a, taking him uh, even earlier than that. He had an injury to end his year last year, yeah. though, which I that was kind of a red flag for me as far as keeping him mm -hmm. like i heard that he was kind of having a tougher rehab and like this is all you know just stuff i'm seeing on social media so i don't right. know how accurate the reporting is but that's kind of freaked me out a little bit but if that's all good and we're all good then yeah okay i, I can find that <laughs> yeah but i think that uh i think he would i think he's in for a solid year i don't know why him and uh, i've also seen austin eckler in that same conversation yeah, anyone that's not catching a football in the Chargers, I don't really – I'm not really interested uh, in, to be honest, because Herbert's going to be balling out. Well, the downfall with those guys is that they're also freaking injury prone. Yeah. Keenan Allen. Every year. Austin every year he's hurt. I mean, before he left, Hunter Henry. Uh, well, should we wrap the show up? Yeah, man, let's do it. Thank you again for listening to another episode of Gridiron Zero's podcast. Uh, be sure to like, subscribe. The YouTube, Twitter, Spotify, Apple Podcasts, wherever you're listening to this. TikTok. TikTok. TikTok now. Yes, we're on TikTok now. Uh, give us a follow there. Um, any house cleaning stuff? I don't think so. Housekeeping? House I think you mean? Yes. Fear um, me. Fear me, 100%. Um, yeah, I, I got nothing else. No, nah, man, just uh, excited to get the regular season rolling here. And, uh, so it close. Was 
it was fun doing this new format a little bit. I hope it, we kind of pick up steam as the season progresses here. And yeah. I'm excited to win some money, talk some shit, watch some football, drink some beer. It's going to be good. Oh, man. I cannot wait for September 12th. Yes. <laughs> September yes. 12th. Yes. Sunday, September 12th, baby. All right. We will uh, catch you uh, next week. Uh, thank you again for listening. And uh, remember to enjoy yourself. Later. Peace.